Yo, yo, yo. Hey, Kay, what's up with my guy? What's going on, Pete? How you been? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Busy, busy week, man. How about you? Yeah, sounds sounds about the same over here on this side. Busy, busy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Donnie B, what's up with you, man? Donnie Boy Fresh. <laughs> boom, boom. How goes it, man? We back at it. So, yo, uh, man, glad to be uh, chopping it up with you boys, man. How, uh, how's everybody's uh, last couple weeks been? For me, busy. Work's been demanding. School year's been demanding for everybody, not just teachers and staff, but families and students still is the same. So navigating through that. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much been it, though. Besides the demanding work, work life, everything else has been smooth and fun. Family's real good. Doing well, um, yeah. So, how's been the how's the uh, how's how's the mandate over there in uh, in uh, in California? Do they have that over there like they have it in New York? Big time, <laughs> it's big time out in SF. So, like for school, for school, is it is it been more challenging uh, when it comes to school, or is there like there's like a shortage of teachers or anything? Both, definitely, yeah. definitely more challenging after having been off a whole year and a half certain kids who are in the first and second grade in kindergarten have never even stepped foot on campus and now they're on campus essentially the gardeners but they're in first and second grade um mm -hmm. a lot of emotions from teachers families and students that have been either bottled in or were forming during the pandemic are all being released now or you know, um, in many different ways, uh, definitely a shortage of teachers. We're short teachers and aides. We're short. The di our district alone is short. Man, I want to say we're short a lot, close to 40, 50 teachers and then short on subs, short on aides. I think aides were short 80 aides. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's bad all around. That's just our district alone. And I know several other districts are probably feeling the same if not worse than we are so nevertheless we're, we're making the best of it each and every day you know what i mean making school the safest place possible for those feelings and those emotions and anything else that those kids may encounter and be going through so you know gotcha. that's the way it is yeah you gotta stick it out man stick it out I, yeah things are going a little rough over here too we're getting like the uh the fire department is challenging the mandate and everything so like there's they're kind of saying that there's less, there's a lot less people working out right now. Like they're getting like no pay, you know, they're like uh, unpaid uh, days off because they, they didn't, uh, they haven't vaccinated themselves yet. So the city's dealing with a lot of crap over here, but you know, yeah. everybody's, you know, pulling it through and hopefully we get through it uh, better on the other side for it, you know? Yeah, they made it, they made it uh, mandatory for all the teachers and staff finally out here to get to get it before it was just highly recommended now it's mandatory yeah yeah i was uh that's funny man i uh i was literally about to say the same exact thing uh i'm about, I'm, I'm about to get my first shot of the vaccine this week um because literally my work uh not only requires it but um i mean if, if there's any if there's ever any hopes of getting a cool uh comedy hip-hop show live event with you know hobby themed um i you know i mean i would definitely have to be vaccinated because the whole crowd would have to be vaccinated uh more than likely to play at most venues at least in san francisco i don't i don't, I don't know any uh um uh, venues off hand that you are able to um have shows without having a fully vaccinated crowd um, yeah so it's kind of got I, to that. I'm starting to have to show my car everywhere now. Like it's crazy. Like I was at Subway buying like a a six inch chicken sandwich, and I had to show my card when I was at um, the Subway to buy it or to eat inside. Well, I I did stay in there. So like um when okay. I was uh so yeah to stay in there and eat it. That's when you got to show it. Yeah, um, otherwise you get you can you can walk right in without the without it. I mean I don't see the point. You know you're still you're still there. You know. But you know, <laughs> so it's like it's like that's funny. It's like I, if I'm here for 10 minutes, I need to show it. But if I'm here for like five, you know, I, I don't have to show it. That's crazy. Funny stuff, man. Yeah, but that's the way it's going these days. I mean, people are just dealing with it 
as it comes, you know, it's, it's, uh, you get a little bit more used to it though, down the line. It's like, now if I go out, like I'm going to have that card with me no matter where I go, because it's just, it's going to pop up. They're going to, they're going to ask you, you know? Well, yo, from what I understand, a lot of places will allow you to show a picture of your uh, vaccination pass or whatever. Yeah. I had to do that once too, where I had left my wallet somewhere, but I had it on my phone. So I just showed that and that was good enough. So, you know, yeah. it's a good idea to to have a pic of it on your, on your phone, just like as an extra resource, you know? Well, hey, well, boys, man, uh, why don't we get straight into it? Um, yeah. I, know, I know we got some, some, some real big news on Pete's end and gosh darn it. I'd love to hear a lot more about it um Pete, uh, why don't you tell us about what you got going on in uh late late january man late january january 28th through the 30th in las vegas at the mgm and apex arena we'll be uh, co-hosting can y'all hear me yep yeah okay i thought it got echoey for a second we'll be co-hosting the one mint collective card show as well as performing. So that's the about the most. And we're also going to be helping in the build up um, as far as curating and creating content and helping spread the word and things like that. But it's official. The contract has been in. The contract has been agreed upon. And we've already started building and things like that as far as um just setting it up uh, for the date and trying to, you know, just plan the plan to build the 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 awareness around it since it's such a short time from now so we're just excited we're excited because the people that one meant specifically alex and louise more other people but alex and louise are who we're dealing with um uh uh firsthand they they really making us feel valued and saying and doing all of the right things that make us feel like we want to add value to this in every single way possible, uh, not only for us, but for everybody involved. So we, we committed, we committed. Hey, so. right on. So th- this is basically a, um, a, a th- not, not a thrown together, but like a, uh, a, a quickly planned uh, hobby event, ba- basically like a, uh, just a, a, a normal card show where they're going to have you performing at the same time. Or oh, afterwards, so, like how the, how does that work? So so yeah, I left a whole lot out. So it's it's what 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 it's building up to be, what they would like it to be in the future, is something like a national convention. There's going to be a conference. They already have Dana White, Golden, um, Luber, Josh Luber, uh, who else, and a host of other people who are, who are going to be speaking. Like, you know what I mean at the conference portion of it. There's going to be a card show portion like all card shows have. There's going to be a carnival. Um, there's going to be a carnival, I guess, you know, like party trade night type thing. And then also again, and I think there's going to be, I think the conferences are going to run three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe. I know Saturday, Sunday for sure. But, and I think the carnival is Saturday night. So it's, 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 it feels like before we, agreed to um before they even reached out to us and i was looking at the the moment collective show and looking at the people they had and what it was about it felt like it was a bunch of individuals and companies and businesses either in the hobby or looking into get into the hobby or people who have just got into the hobby or or own parts of sports or in parts of sports that relate that that relate to the hobby um they're all coming together to to to, to talk and to, to to get together. So when I looked at it, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to go as a guest and just I, I was spectate. Ask, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was, just because it's it's a new hobby. I'm seeing a lot of entertainment names in there. It's something that appeals to what we do specifically, as far as just sitting from a spectator standpoint. So when they reached out to us and asked us to essentially be uh, you know, a, a big a piece of the puzzle to put it all together. Uh, we, uh, man, it it was flattering, man. It was it was amazing. So yeah, we, and then they and they and they they just didn't ask us. They you know they sent a contract. They were talking, and one of the few people to send a contract with numbers on it, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, and that's gonna be awesome. I'm definitely uh, 
I'm going to book a hotel room for that weekend and get my ass to Vegas in January. Got to. Got to. No, need y'all got to do this. I, have you ever been to Las Vegas? Yeah, too many times. It's been a while, though. <laughs> it's been a while. My, my first time, my first and only time going to jail was in Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> story. Hey, hey, story time, story time. Story it time. sounds like a story. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, spill the beans, Pete. I w- it was uh, I, wow, this was long, many moons ago. I'm 38 now. I had to be about 20, I had maybe 30, 29, 30 at the time. But my brother, my father, and I drove out to Las Vegas uh, on a weekend just to hang out. It, it might have been Father's Day weekend or something, but then it happened to be a Floyd Mayweather fight that weekend too. We weren't right. going to the fight or anything, but we were going out there. Pops like to gamble. So we took him out there for Father's Day. We were just kicking it, chilling, right? So mm-hmm. maybe five, six years prior, before that, I had got a speeding ticket in Vegas and some other stuff may or may not have been in the car and got a <laughs> ticket to appear. And I never went to court. I literally oh, moved man. to Texas, went on about my life. So fast forward to... When we were in Vegas with my brother and my dad, my dad's gambling. Me and my brother leave the hotel room. We walk down to the strip. As we're walking the strip, this police officer says, hey, you two, turn around. We look like we know he's not talking to us. So we do a 360 spin or 180 full spin. And we look to see, like, who is he talking to? And by the time we turn around, we can't see who he's talking to. This big six, five, six foot six. 250 pound police officer literally literally uh horse collars us and pulls us up by the back of our shirts and Ooh. like carries us into the, into this police car right <laughs> and uh he tells these other two cops who are probably our size <laughs> like real human uh-huh. regular human beings um to to uh, ask us for id id and stuff and I'm, I'm like man what is this all about and i had a detroit tigers hat on he said that the, the d hat was a gang and in, in uh, Las Vegas, some BS that he said. But anyway, they ran my ID. And of course, my warrant. I had a warrant for a failure to appear. So I'm trying to mouth my, my, I'm trying to talk my way out of it. I can't talk my way out of it, of course. Man, this was one of the most embarrassing but funny stories ever. So they put me in cuffs. They sit me on the curb. I'm on the curb for about maybe an hour or two hours as they're still arresting just more random people, just picking people out, arresting people, right? Letting people go, arresting people. The paddy wagon come up. Like, this is my first time. I've been in the back of a police car before. I've never been in a paddy wagon. So this is my, (laughs) so they put me in a paddy wagon. On one side, it's pretty much me and a bunch of pimps. And on the other (laughs) side, it's a bunch of prostitutes, essentially. We're driving through Las Vegas for another two, three hours, making random stops, picking up more people, right? They finally take us to the jail. Um, They admit us into the jail. As I'm sitting in the room or in the little front, their little front room, they got us handcuffed to the chairs or whatnot. I'm sitting there. And as I'm sitting there, I see a camera and TV crew. They're filming the show Jail. Like in there as oh, I'm in there. Yeah. He, so, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, so you're on the TV show or what? I I I don't I don't look for it. I don't look for it. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. You know, they cut I don't I just they were filming they were filming the show jail in there because they had they used to film hey, in Las hey, Vegas in that specific uh, jail. So Long story hey. short, I ended up spending just maybe over 48 hours, a little over 48 hours. And I bailed out in less than 24 hours, but they held me in there for hella long. I was my first time. I was scared. I thought I was going to be in there for hella long. I was trying to get out. <laughs> I was making a phone call every hour. <laughs> well, yo, hey. if you it, were- it was cool, though. Everybody in there was pretty much from Oakland. And everybody in there had been in there before, so they were calm, cool, and collected, which made you, made it more of a cool stay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> but yeah. I could laugh about it now. But at the time, being in my first time, I was I was embarrassed and I was uh I, I was shook. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, well, listen, if you were on that show, you would have had to sign a waiver. Do you did you did you sign anything like that? I don't know. I, I I was signing stuff. I don't know what I signed. I don't know if it was a waiver for that. I know I was signing. I know I had to sign some shit though. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, uh, I was hey, just trying uh, to get out of there, so I probably signed everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, KK, what about you, man? Have you ever been uh, locked up? No, I haven't been to jail yet. And I stress yet because, you know, it's coming. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, hey, uh, I've, so I've been to I'm... Vegas, and Vegas is, is, uh, is quite a trip, though. I tell you, I went when I was like 26 and uh, it was such a good time. Like, I can't wait to go back, you know, but, you know, you got to have the right you got to be with the right people. You have to have the right setting, you know, and you got to do the yeah. right thing there. You, they, there's so much possibilities, you know, that you can get lost in Vegas doing stuff. So but uh, we had we had a lot of fun, had a lot of fun when I went. So I can't wait to do that again. Hey, uh, Pete, I have a question for you, man. Uh, that show that you're talking about in Vegas is this something that like anybody could attend or like you have to be invited or like, how does that work? Anybody could attend. Get yeah, your tickets now. You get your tickets now. Yeah, man. Hey, I think I, I'm going to try to get out there, man. I think that'd be cool. Uh, well, hey, do you know the, uh, the process about getting a booth or like, is that, is that a possibility or are they nope. all? Nope. They still accepting vendors too. And hey, KK, what do you think, man? I mean, that would be kind of cool, man. Uh, th- throw together some type of booth, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe collect know. work from uh, all of our boys or something. Yeah, that's 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 a very good idea because, like I said, I don't sit on my inventory. I never have any. Everything that that I make goes out. So I would have to like plan on something. I have a couple of things planned already for it. Um, well, you, you, could bring those, you could bring those fleers for sure. Have homie send them to you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could work with those. Uh, you know, I grind, I grinded out those ridiculous condom cards, um, which have gotten a crazy, crazy response online. But you know, those are those are actually rather easy to grind out. And and Vegas is kind of like a funny place to show them because that I think, I think that they'll would fly. Be your best bet, really. <laughs> what? That'd be your best bet is bringing those to Vegas. Yeah, right. It's that it, it makes sense. So yeah, I mean, it could put something together. I mean, we could just get a, you know, a table that'll display, you know, maybe 30, 40 pieces or something. And, you know, I know you already have inventory. Um, and you know, we can always tell people like to send stuff if you want it on the table. So, you know. Well well hey, the thing is, I mean, I don't have like stacks and stacks of my own inventory. Like I probably have, you know, maybe like fifteen pieces or something like that. Yeah. But um I mean, if I know that I'm about to attend a show, you know, I could really grind uh, some some hours and, you know, put, uh, put together some stuff for it. Yeah, no, no doubt. If we got a little time, just take, you know, we'll take a look into it. Sounds yeah. good. That, yeah, that would be cool. Hey, because especially if we could do that and make some sales, I mean, we could definitely make that, uh, you know, worth our while just to go you know there and and have it not be a losing proposition <laughs> yeah i would say so, i would say hey talk to uh to optimus too because he's already dealt with being at a, at a oh, that's the perfect, hey, that's the perfect uh, dude to talk to. i definitely i definitely support and hope you all do get a booth on the table for because i see this event being something that's going to be a part of the hobby's future this was even before we even knew we were going to be a part of it the card art is of the hobby's future so without y'all there it wouldn't be you know it, it, it'd be setting the hobby back yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all gotta be there for real for real and yeah good for me yeah i'm gonna do my best man i'm gonna try to get some some good sales in before then to make that uh a uh, short city yeah dude some guy uh last week sent me uh a 1954 tops ted williams Right. And uh, and a week before that, someone sent me a Derek Jeter SP foil rookie. So I got a I got a couple of nice commissions coming through. Uh, wow. And uh, I think actually the Ted Williams, um, Donnie. I mean, we 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 uh, have an opportunity for an auction with that. Yeah, and, you talk- uh, that'll help help yeah. fund it. You know. Yeah, have to see how that turns out. Uh, what do you think on timeline, man? Like probably a couple of weeks on that. I would I would say a couple of weeks. I mean, I'm always working in uh, you know, pieces that kind of either I'd promised someone a long time ago or like they're lined up like a commission from six months ago, um, at a smaller price point and I I have to work it in between. But yeah, you're looking over the next couple of weeks, um, for sure. Uh at least with those big cards because 
those become like one of those things where, you know, everybody talks about it because I'm taking a real piece of history and, and, and remixing it for everybody, you know? So. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, I mean, actually one of the reasons I ask, um, yeah, I, I do have like, uh, at least the next three weeks booked up. I can't cool. remember if I promised someone the next uh, week after that, but um, I was going to ask if you want to, uh, you know, just kind of grab a slot now, or do you want to try to uh, promote it for like a week or two before running it? Yeah, I definitely would um, would give it a little time. I mean, I have to make it. It's going to be like, you know, I would say within the next two, two to three weeks. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be fine. Oh, hey, well, yeah, let's let's try to, yeah, we'll talk after, but we'll try to pencil you in for like a month. Uh, Thanks. A month. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to make some time for you, man. I'll have my assistant pencil you in. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, Donovan. I appreciate That's it. Guy, of course, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we and got yeah. some good ones, man. We got some good ones. We got that uh, that cool Ninja Turtle piece that I showed. I, I did show you that, right? From uh, yeah. Cam. I've seen that. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, so that should be kind of a doozy, man. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Card Art Syndicate's always trying to get it cracking. Uh, he, he just made a uh, sick Mandalorian piece. He did. Uh, in fact, you know what? That would probably be one of the best dudes to talk to about getting a booth because that man has been stacking inventory like no, <laughs> no yeah. other and he's he been has. and he's been putting together bangers and like every time we auction a piece off uh with his with his uh chrome image transfers they've mm-hmm. all they've I, i'm pretty sure they've all broken 200 uh the dmx sold for over 400 and um and he and and homie's got like you know like a, a, a case full of those already made yeah, so. man's man's in control. Uh, Mike Jackson, we're talking about. For those of you who don't know, Card Art yeah. underscore Syndicate, Mike Jackson. I hate to I hate to do it, but uh, I hate to do it, but that was going to be my uh, super savage shout out. So I'm going to call it. I'm going to call mine early. Okay, uh, Card Art Syndicate, because uh, we've been killing it, man. Just like I said, uh, we've been running an auction at least uh, one a month for that dude. And uh, they've all been really, really success, uh, successful. Um, uh, they, the, this last week, we did have uh, Loyal Luke run that Dennis Rodman piece that was, you know, a full concept piece from his own mind uh, with, like, I believe, like a 1998 uh, Tops uh, Chrome border uh, lookalike. And uh, that thing did real well. I think I think it sold for one fifty. Thick. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, those have been doing pretty good, man. Uh, in fact, uh, do you fellas want to break out your your shout outs now that we're here? <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead, uh, Pete. What? Who? Who would you shout out today? So today, my shout out is no stranger to the hobby, no stranger to this podcast. I believe. I believe, KK, I believe you even shouted this amazing human individual out once before, if not for a super savage shout out, just because she deserves that. But Christina, Christina over at Car Ladder is just, that's like mama bear at a hobby. That's like, that's like sis of the hobby. That's like just friend. Sometimes I find myself talking to Christina. I don't know if I've ever talked to Christina about the hobby. Like sometimes we talk about things around the hobby, but it's more so um, other things outside of the hobby that we that we enjoy or gravitate towards or have a feeling on. And I just love her perspective on the hobby. I love her views. I love her angles. I love the questions that she asks. I love I love her balance and her her how intentional she is about um, equity and efficiency and. Yeah, she she just stands for a lot. I feel like she's the backbone, for lack of a better phrase, of our of our hobby. And I don't know if a lot of people see or view her like that, but she's a staple and should be viewed as such. So I want to give her her flowers and put her on that pedestal, on that number one gold medal spot, as she deserves to be, because she's a true winner and a gem in this space. Amen. Yeah, absolutely is. 
What were you saying, Don? I said amen. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Christina's PC, right? That's Christina's PC? Yeah, what's Christina? Yeah, yeah, Christina's PC. I believe that's her handle. All right, awesome. Uh, funny thing, my shout out today, uh, I paid a visit to um, a new gallery opening today. Actually, you know, I, I just saw that they were opening in it and, and opening one, and uh, it was Blake, Blake Jameson's uh, up on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn. And I just moseyed on over. I was like, let me go and see if it's if they're if they're open. And they actually we were they were having an opening as I walked in. So there were a bunch of people there and, you know, and um, and right away I saw Matt Costello. So I'm going to shout out Matt Costello and Blake today uh, for opening their opening, opening their new gallery called Minty Garden. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share some pictures. Uh, I already started doing that on my story. Um, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's a really nice vibe in there. It's a really cool place. Uh, a lot of good light, uh, took a look, uh, took a look around, got the dime tours really, they were really, really inviting. Um, and they were really excited and I was excited for them. Is, so, that, a, uh, is that a permanent thing or do galleries yeah. like come and go for, uh, for like a couple months or it, it depends on who it is. I'm sure that they have the staying power, um, they look pretty situated because they, I think they, they have their residence upstairs from it. So they're, they're like, they're in the building. So um, I don't think it's going anywhere soon. Uh, it's definitely not a pop-up. They don't advertise it as that. So it doesn't say that anywhere. Um, and it's really nice. I mean, there's just his paintings of, of a bunch of the, the, the tops uh, 2020 project stuff is they're all, all up on the wall. You know, there's like nice. at least 20 of them. It's really, really nice. So it's a, really well set up and uh yeah i wanted to go over there and uh congratulate them on on their um on their new venture and uh you know they're also doing digital stuff on the wall too so they're putting up uh you know the nft stuff that you could see on the walls too so it's it's uh there's an interesting combination of all that stuff now and um so there you go matt costello uh that is at pretty big news and um blake is at athlete.portraits so you guys know that on instagram today him did a podcast um uh, matt costello and i mm-hmm. i believe it went for uh, it went for like two and a half hours yeah man it's no joke like but you know that's yeah. because you you know you relate he relates very very you know well to you know our message and, and what we're trying to do yeah, Matt's a Matt's a real good dude. I think the next episode uh, was like maybe forty five minutes long. Um, it, I don't know. It, it might have been like an hour, an hour or so. But um, it, like yeah. for me, it, for me, it was no surprise that he and I went for over two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it happens usually here too. You know, the last time we were pushing two hours. Yeah, it's just because you know we can't shut up. That's the whole thing, <laughs> and I don't want to. <laughs> Well, the the best thing about our podcast is it's it's three, uh, you know, like minded dudes that are on similar goals, and this is like this is like us catching up weekly or you know bi weekly, and yeah. everybody gets a, a, a kind of a chance to experience our catch up. Yeah, I, I thought about that today experience a little bit. Experience our catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that should be our merch. Experience our catch up. I definitely uh, I definitely thought a little bit about that today and realized that like all three of us kind of play that role of of approaching the hobby with the intent of innovating as well as, you know, being a part of it. So like our approach, obviously, you know, we it's our job to talk about it because it's our job to perpetuate it. Right. So it just makes sense that, you know, we would get together, you know, every couple of weeks and then just have something new to tell because we're we, we don't stop i mean seriously pete is it 40 is it day 42 of wax bars is that what i'm hearing today we'll make it day 43 so you have 43 in days in a goddamn row of writing 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 it's like i'm just like sitting here i'm like how is this when is this cat gonna ever stop this is not he ain't stopping i'm gonna stop just because I could keep going. I, I I could honestly I can go on. Like I can go on. As much as I've wrote, there's like two or three times as much that I've wrote and probably won't never spit and another two or three times as much that's ready to that I could that's ready right now. So I can go on forever. But um uh, there is gonna be an end date and there is gonna okay. be an end date. But yeah, man, I'm yeah, I, 
I'm I'm just trying to work. I'm trying to work. I did the whole make just regular content for a whole year around the hobby year straight. And now I'm really trying to just practice this this rap thing specifically yeah. around the hobby just to yeah, just to perfect it yeah. and get better at it. And yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And we we really trying to push push that line now. So And you are. I mean, I'm I'm watching it grow day by day, you know, it's getting it's to the point. I mean, the, the music was it, it was always good. And yeah. now it's like now it's like, oh, man, I, I can't believe he, he came up with that. Like and it's like every day. So I'm like, oh, my God. So like props to you, man, my friend. That was that's it's been awesome and it's still going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's such a that's such a great way to just keep keep getting better at your craft. Like, you know, throw, throwing something up that's post worthy every single day um man props to yeah props to pete man definitely throwing some flowers your way yeah and i even spoke with it uh with matt a little bit today and he was like yeah and it's like the best part about it is that it's really good <laughs> and i'm like yeah exactly it's like he's not just doing it he's doing it well you know doing it so, and doing it and doing it well Right on. Sure. we're gonna keep on doing it too right dj dj donnie <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> Yeah, Yo. right. That's right. LL Cool J is the East Coast guy, man. Uh, LL Cool J, yeah, man. Ladies love Cool James. That's right. Okay. He was uh, <laughs> he was born in Queens. Uh, oh no, yeah. is he Brooklyn? I, I can believe that because he always used to rock the Kangol hat. I know that was real big out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's a whole a whole culture behind that shit in the '80s and the '90s and stuff like that. Show. Yeah, yeah that that kind of that kind of leads into uh maybe what pete's question was of the day it, it kind of does right 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 so uh i mean without further ado there's nothing really else to uh we did our shout outs so uh yeah. you might as well uh just dig in to this question all right so it, it, when you all if you all had to choose one album or one soundtrack to to create to as you're creating, as you're building, as you're innovating, you could only select one artist or one album or one soundtrack, whatever it is, one tape, one vinyl, one CD, what CD or what artist are you choosing to listen to and why? Jesus. Uh, I'll let you go first, Rob. Well, music has been, in you know in my life for a very very long time so like i started my first rock band when i was 16 uh i currently have two of those um so it was always something that you know was i, I was very involved in uh and i remember when i was 13 years old i sat down in front of um you know television and mtv had um this new series called unplugged you guys remember <laughs> mtv unplugged right yeah and this was around the time like I was 13 and it was like 92 or something like that. And uh, so it, I, I was at the time, you know, the music before 92 was, the, you know, I had listened to a lot of rock and roll that my, my brothers basically grew me up on. But the, you know, the rock in the 80s is much different than the rock in the 90s. The rock in the right. 80s is a little bit more like, you know like party music where the rock in the nineties was a lot more, you know, serious and like introspective. Nice. Um, and I was 13 at the time and it, it was very, very influential for me because it was like the first time I heard a new sound, a new brand of music that I can call my own. Right. Um, and that was basically what you guys hear heard coming out from Seattle at the time in 92. So you had Nirvana was the big one with the big hit. Um, but then, you know, there was Pearl Jam, there was Soundgarden, there was Alice in Chains. And these were all just rock bands to me. This I don't know what the, where the hell that, that word grunge came from. I mean, people use it to describe it. But for me, it was just like damn crazy hard rock that I really, really liked. Um, so I would probably choose an album from that era. And uh, I mean, there's a few of them that I really like. Like I like uh, the second stone double pilots album i like super unknown uh from soundgarden um but i would probably say that the history would be strongest with pearl jam's first album 10 so that would probably be my album of choice you know not a bad song 
in the whole bunch and it has a whole vibe to it. It was very like intense labor of love kind of album. Um, and, uh, so yeah, if I had to pick one, I mean, there's so many damn albums that are really good at that time, but that's the one that kind of just like when it gets it going, that's why you remember it the most. So I would have to say that that would be my first album. Um, you know, a lot of history behind, behind that. And every time I, you know, either cover a song from that, you know, it, it means a little bit more to me, uh, than, than any regular song. So, um, so there you go. I don't know if you guys remember that album, but uh, 10. All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to list two. Um, the first one is going to be my all time, you know, uh, from a very young age to forever. Uh, Nas Illmatic. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm... <laughs> don't tell me that was, don't tell me that's your, your answer, Pete. It, it it wasn't, but I'm gonna let Donnie finish. It, uh, it it wasn't. That's all I'm gonna say. But okay. I'll let Donnie finish. So man, Nas uh, ha- has always been a huge influence uh, as uh, on me as a human, as as a as a MC. Uh, you know, hip hop, rap, whatever you want to call it. But um, I, I remember the you know the first time here in Elmatic. And I had a completely non-biased um, experience. Like no one had told me, "Oh, this album is the greatest," or "This album is so good." Um, I, I just had, I, I kind of backpedaled from Nas because you know by the time I was old enough to really enjoy rap, uh, Nas was already on to like his second or third album. So I backtracked and heard Illmatic, and it 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 blew me away. Just like you said with uh, with your CD Soundgarden, um, like there's not one bad song on it. I, I, I to be honest, I had never experienced that with any CD. Like there'd all there'd always been uh, a lot of not, like at least uh, I guess at the very least we'll call it filler tracks on on albums, if not like little skits that I just didn't want to hear sometimes. And uh, Illmatic just came through. Uh, line after line with like the the craziest uh, metaphors and uh, a, a delivery that was just uncanny, like no one else. Uh, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people try to emulate it, including Eminem. Like if you if you ever heard uh, Eminem's first album that was not released on a major label called uh, Infinite, I mean, you would not even if you didn't know he was white, you would you would think that it was not or Nas's cousin or something. Um, mm-hmm. but now, yeah, that would be my all time, but I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I listen to it all the time, uh, currently. So, uh, for my more modern choice, um, I would actually go with Mac Miller, uh, rest in peace and his album that he released, man, maybe, maybe like two months, uh, before he passed away from an overdose with some, uh, some fentanyl laced uh, oxycontin pills, and uh, man, the album the album was great. And sadly enough, he had already um, mostly completed his his follow up album, and they released <laughs> another album uh, like a year after he passed away, and uh, that was called uh, I want to what was it called swimming and I, I forget at the, at the moment but um another like really really good album and it, it almost felt like a gift because I, I, I didn't expect to hear uh new music from mac miller because he, he had passed away you know yeah uh, so to get another another album to listen to was was pretty cool but yeah th- those are my two answers man very curious to hear uh, what Pete's answers will be. Very, very similar to yours, Donnie. Uh, so I was also going to choose two albums, rather two artists, specifically two albums. And the first album was going to be Nas, I Am. Hey. But I Am, bro. It was because uh, when I was younger, that was the first album I listened to 
that made me want to rap. Not to say I went and started rapping afterwards or <laughs> or, yeah. or I tried to, but it gave me that vibe like, wow. Rap. Like I always listened to rap before that, but after listening to Nas I Am when I was younger, it was like, wow, I, I, this is rap to me. I love this. So if I had to choose an album, it would definitely be Nas I Am. I can create and get inspired from so many tracks on that song. And it takes me back to the days where I was still still collecting, probably at the end of my childhood collecting days, you know what I mean? Probably preteen, teen days, but still still loved it. Um, and then more recently, Nipsey Hussle. As you were saying, Mac Miller, two artists who, who aren't here with us today in the physical form, but man, they left us some music. They left us some feelings and emotions that'll be with, be in the world forever. And to be able to tap into those things and those sounds and those messages really feel like both artists, a lot of artists have messages. And when you can relate to those messages beyond, beyond the words and it's literal sense on what it may mean, and you can make it relate or pertain to any aspect of your life or endeavor that, or, or challenge that you're going through. And that, that music that helps you either cry, laugh, whatever it is, it helps you, you know, be one with that emotion that you need to feel. That's, that's what Nipsey Hussle does to me anytime I hear a Nipsey Hussle track. So, so for sure, Nas I Am and any Nipsey Hussle track uh, would do most recently that victory lap album for sure i mean man, that's the that's only the, album he has the rest were mixed mixtape so his only album excuse me man that's a that's a that's a great answer on all levels and with uh with mac miller it's funny man i i hate to sound like reverse racist man but uh, for a long time, I didn't really give him the credit he was due be, because he was white. Like I, I kind of wrote him off uh, as kind of, kind of just being like a college, a college rapper, you know, just um, something that he, he just, he wasn't, man. And uh, it, it took me, it took me a while to really appreciate. Um, I mean, I get, I guess what it, what it was is like I had to, uh, you know, go through certain experiences in life. And come to find out, he, you know, someone else going through very similar experiences and has a very poetic way of talking about it um, that that you can relate to. Uh, and unfortunately, man, um, I mean, I, I currently am five years opiate free, uh, but I mean, that dude literally died on some stuff that I would have like, like, like the text messages that were used to uh, indict the dude that's you know sold him the the fentanyl lace pills, like that could have very easily been my story. <laughs> I like the text messages that he sent uh, as his last text messages before he died. I, I sent the same exact text messages uh, many times, man. Uh, trying you know picking up the the same exact shit and. Uh, it's man, it, it definitely feels like uh, our team lost a soldier, you know. Same, same, and then same, same with Nipsey, you know, like, uh, like, like you never want to lose one of the good guys, but uh, it happens, man. And and with, with Nipsey, that was that, that's about as tragic as you can get, man, like right outside his own store and everything. All those answers make a lot of whole sense, man. It's like, uh, it's like the soundtrack of your life, you know. You, 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 there's also a thing where, like, I like to work and just listen to stuff that I don't like lose my focus. So, like, I'll put on classical music sometimes when I'm when I'm creating stuff, Ooh, just to uh, yeah, just because it, it it almost makes me think better because I'm not really, you know, I'm not distracted by lyrics or or something. And you know, the moods the mood in classical music is always uh, kind of like a feeling that you get instead of like a a specific like instant or a, a specific emotion. So. So it, it, that that would be a much broader like answer for me, but like I definitely like classical when I uh, sit and and try to concentrate on 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 making some good some some good work, you know. That's just the it, it helps kind of relax me, you know. 
So that's so side note, side question. Do you fellas remember your first CD or first uh, uh, cassette tape? Mine was yep. probably probably the one that uh, maybe Metallica's Black album. Yeah. So that was like 90 or something that came out in 1990. So that was probably because I listened to it so much. I listened to it like almost every day for two years that um, I had to have my own tape of it. You know, I think it was a cassette tape at the time. So, you know, because I would wear it, you you would wear it out listening to, to it that much. So that was definitely, I think, my first tape. And then Jeez. I don't know, because I used to just listen to my, my brother's CDs and stuff like that. So I don't even <laughs> remember the first one I bought. Maybe it was a uh... jeez. I couldn't tell you. I Yeah, I'm at a loss. <laughs> For me, yeah, I, I know my first cassette tapes, my first cassette tapes were like digital underground. But those are the ones I used to take from my older cousin because my parents didn't used to allow us to have any type of cassette tape that had a uh, parental advisory on it. So my first cassette tape album that I ever had, rap album ever, I was going to lie and say, so it's two of them. The first one ever was the Ninja Turtles live album that you got from Pizza Hut when you got a, when you, when you read a certain amount of books after, and used to buy personal pan pizzas and collecting the stuff. Like you, it came with this uh, Ninja Turtle album. Uh, Walk Straight, I think, was the name of it, I want to say. I don't remember, but that was my favorite song. But my first other album that my parents actually bought me, because I talked them into it, was TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool, I think. Was it yeah. Crazy Sexy Cool? Yeah. TLC first album might have been my first uh, actual album, too. Chasing Waterfalls? One before that. that Pre-Waterfalls, bro. Pre-Waterfalls? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so for me, um, it's funny. I, I bet you will never come across someone that will have the same answer as me and probably the same answer as Pete, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, my first CD, uh, it came from uh, I was at I was at Round Table Pizza with my grandparents. I was probably like four, like five, six, I don't know, five, six years old. And uh, I was flipping through, flipping through, and I seen Shaquille O'Neal uh, CD was in there, and I'm like, oh, I got super excited. So I put like a dollar in, I got, and I played Shaquille O'Neal's song, and and I thought it was the coolest thing because I didn't know that he rapped, man. I had no idea at that time. I mean, I'm like six years old, man. It's the last thing I'm thinking about is Shaquille O'Neal rapping, and uh, it just caught my attention, and then uh you know follow up that christmas my grandma ended up getting me a cd called shack Fu. it was one of shack's rap cds and uh i played the shit out of that (laughs) (laughs) oh man i I, like i said man it'd be you'd be hard pressed to find someone else that had that as their first cd and uh, i think the first one that i actually bought was you know maybe like a year after and i bought the uh, i bought the uh space jam soundtrack Oh, okay. what song was on that? Was that? I believe I can fly. Can fly. There we go. 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 And then uh, there was a song with like Cypress Hill, um, Method Man, uh, LL Cool J. They had they had like basically like a hip hop all stars type of song on that that was just like one of the hardest uh, tracks I'd ever heard at that young age. <laughs> Didn't Shaq have that song called Slam or something? Uh, no, that wasn't him. That was, uh, I think that was Onyx. Onyx had yep. Slam, but uh, but Michael Jackson, <laughs> but Jordan and Michael Jackson had that Jam video though. Yeah, yeah. but the the Shaq was the with the Fushnikins. That was Shaq, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that video. I, we had this this channel on on cable that you can order the video, but like you pay a dollar and it would, it would play within a half hour. So like, it was so funny. It, the, the, they would just, you would just see this vanilla ice video over and over and over again. And then every once in a while you get like the, that Shaq Fu or you would get, um, it would be other ones like, uh, so what, what was scenario? What was the, the band that made that song? So what's so what's the scenario? Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. I forgot. 
It's, yeah. it's not a tribe called Quest, was it? It, it is a tribe called Quest, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, you would see all those videos over and over and over again. And, and the Shaq one was one of them. So, I, I remember that specifically. Yeah, we used to have that. We used to have something was called the Box Music Television You Control. There you go. I think that may be maybe the same channel we had over here. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pete, you remember uh, CMC? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> California Music Channel uh, is what it was, KK. Okay. Chewy Gomez used to be on that time. Hey, hey, so Chewy Gomez comes into Cobb's comedy all the time, dude. Uh, it's hell, dude. He's, I don't know, man. He, uh, he's, he's a lot shorter than I thought, bro. He's, he's like, you, you know, pushing like, probably close to like five foot flat. But, uh, it's it's always a pleasure to see you, man, because that, that's a legend right there for me. Legend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got we get to, we could do a whole episode on like you know eighties and nineties hip hop shit because it, a, a lot of it was on the East Coast too. So that you know we had our own shit going on over here too. I personally and, think the West Coast was better, but uh, well, I, you know what? It's funny because I, I probably would I probably would say the East Coast was a lot better uh, at least. Uh, at least as far as um, delivery message, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, origin, shit. It's where it came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I understand all that. I mean, I, I do love Biggie actually more than anybody else. It's probably be my yeah. favorite in that genre. I like Big L a lot. Uh, are you familiar with Big L, KK? No, not really. What about you, Pete? I'm also old. <laughs> Big, yeah, well, I'm familiar with Big L. Big L, one of the goats before before yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but you know what? To someone that's not like a hip hop fan, it's very easy to not know who that is. Sadly, he yeah. uh, K. So basically, he was he was really uh, starting to kind of come up. He's really starting to blow up uh, at the time that he uh, got shot and killed, and. Uh, I think he, he was basically coming out at the same time as Jay Z. They were coming out like simultaneously, and uh, I, I believe rumor has it he got killed over like his brother's death. And uh, yeah, it, it was a real sad. I mean, literally, uh, other than Nas, that would be my second favorite artist probably of all time. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. real, real talented dude. Sad story. <laughs> Yeah, sure. No doubt. All right. Uh, okay, so we move on to a que- another question. Uh, I'll, I'll spit out mine. Uh, it's it's actually quite a heavy question because uh, this is more about like getting into process and how you how you deal with uh, you know. There's always the, the you want want to stay on a positive side of things, but you always have to recognize that that's sometimes not always there. And for me, like it comes down to a matter of uh, experiencing especially what we do, um, like being, you know, trying to innovate stuff that's kind of like not there, <laughs> you know, you could say, and, and, and you don't know, no, you don't really have the direction because kind of like the, the, you know, the, what's laid out in front of you is kind of up to you and, uh, and being determined by your actions at the moment. So that leaves me always with a, like a serious issue with doubt and how I experience doubt and how I process doubt. Because you don't know if you do if you're making the right move because you know it's it's all wide open in front of you and um, so I wanted to just like pick your guys' brains about how you guys deal with that if or if you do or if you don't and and uh, how that like either if if you have a positive spin on it or you just um, mm-hmm. or or how you how you just process your your way through if you guys have doubts about what you you know about how like how you even live your life you know yeah. Yeah, I, of course, that's natural, right? I feel yeah, as if doubts are one of those feelings that's natural that you're going to feel across many different levels and different situations. For me, currently today, how I like to process doubt or not process doubt is to just accept it. And when I accept it, use that as the doubt is the gift. The doubt is the fear. The doubt is the risk. The doubt is the hurdle. In order to be great, in order to to get to where I want to be, if I pray, if it, I have to overcome these things, you know what I'm saying? If I'm praying or if I'm asking or if I'm working for all of these goals that I want, 
then I have to go through the adversity first. And you know what I mean? In order to get there. So today, currently, more recently in my life, I look forward to those doubtful moments, but I make sure in my head, I don't drown myself in doubt. I make sure that I don't speak, speak in doubt. I might think and feel in doubt, but I let those feelings stay inside of me. If I'm feeling real down and doubtful, then I'll make sure to express verbally and out loud something very positive that balances it out. Even if it may not balance it out in reality, in my body, in my being, it, it balances out for me. You know what I mean? And it allows me to move forward within that open space, like you're saying, that's just in front of you. So that that's yeah. how I like to take doubt and, and turn it into fuel. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, it, it really that's what drives me a lot to work harder to though kk is when when i'm when i'm doubting something or i feel as if some anytime there's doubt whether i'm doubting myself or i feel as if somebody else is doubting me or something or my family or anything it makes me just want to work 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 you know what i mean or, or or get better get better get better and overcome that doubt the only way i know how is by pointing all the fingers back on myself and, and, and making it go away so yeah, that's my answer. Well, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. A, it's a mighty good answer, man. I really, I, I respect the hell out of that answer. Uh-huh. Um, so to give you an example of uh, some doubt that I may or may not uh, face. <laughs> um, so with the expansion of of card art uh, growing the way it is, um, obviously we experience. Uh, you know, we, we, we experience a lot, uh, a lot over what we see, whether it's, um, very impressive, uh, very innovative, very cool, um, all the way to very, um, you know, kind of just copying other people's styles and whatnot. But, um, over the time, you know, we, we go from having like a small handful of competition as far as people wanting to buy a cool custom made one of a kind art card, you know, before they had like, you know, five or six people they could call on and hope, hopefully you liked one of their styles. Um, but now there's well over a hundred artists, you know, there's really no telling how many card artists there are now. Yeah. A lot of them start after coming across my page, just being that I have, you know, a somewhat significant platform and uh, it just it it makes it more of a challenge to, um, you know, keep yourself um, a proven factor in the game and, you know, being able to uh, keep having sales. At a, at a steady pace becomes a lot harder to do with, you know, like I said, going from, you know, five, five people as competition to, you know, a hundred, 150 people. Um, but uh, of course, you know, you start to doubt yourself because there's so many other people. And then when people not only take your style, you're like, man, did they take my style and do it better than me? <laughs> you know? Mm. And uh, then you have um, a lot of people selling their pieces for a lot less because they're they're just trying to get their their first few sales in, or you know just just you know trying to stay competitive in the market. And uh, for me, man, to go like to go like a week or two without a sale, that'll lead to you know quite a bit of doubt and quite a bit of negative thinking, and. Uh, for me, I take it as a challenge, man, because I know that with the amount of computers, I have to get better than my last piece was. And I have to keep doing that. Otherwise, you're going to for sure get left behind. Uh, so I take it kind of as a challenge and kind of step up you know, my style and run with the same principles, but just kind of multiply them and, you know, just try to make my stuff cooler than it was the day before. Uh, but yeah, um, it definitely is easy to doubt yourself. Um, but it's also easy to, uh, react to that in, um, a positive way. So that's kind of how I see it. 
yeah, it does seem like both of you kind of carry the same message of just, you know, forging ahead and, and not letting that doubt like stop you from what your mission is. Uh, it's just, you know, how you deal with it individually may be a little different. So uh, I appreciate you guys sharing that. And uh... Uh, so, uh, man, uh, all three of us very artistically minded. Uh, we're all three pretty driven on, you know, what we got going on. But we all have uh, quite a bit on our plate. You know, we have multiple lanes that we're pursuing, whether it be uh, for me, whether it be um, making card art, uh, running auctions for card art, um, collecting my own uh, cards, selling my own cards, um, you know, working at the comedy club, uh, doing my, you know, doing, starting to do my own comedy. Um comedy uh, comedian art cards and getting them signed um, so many different avenues but uh, what I'm curious is if you were able to pursue one avenue uh, you know like I said a figure somewhere around like 200k a year you know something, something to where it's uh, significantly comfortable uh, <laughs> how would you like what would you what would you want to be doing easy consulting okay <laughs> i want to Good consult with all the hobby companies upcoming companies businesses creators whoever i consult help and help them help them grow wherever whatever level they at reach the next stage yeah, for me, I mean, my my money would probably be in the art in one respect or another. It it could be the music, but my the music for me is kind of secondary, where the art yeah. is primary. Um, that kind of money would make it make me at least able to um, keep the engine going. I'd probably be able to get a lot more work out, uh, but then I'd be able to travel, and then I'd be able to do this, and I'd be able to do that for it. You know, it's like that's all just the system of having the resources together, you know, that kind of money and everything. So uh, I don't see it as not happening. I could just see it. I could see it happening next year. So it's just, um, it's a matter of keep forging and, and keep, keep trying, just trying to build it so that you can get there. Uh, so I don't think it's, it's, it's kind of far off for any of us, you know, because, um, you know, obviously we, all three of us really believe in what we're doing. So um, I think, but my lane would definitely be in, in, in my art. Uh, what about you, Donnie? Man, I would love to. Uh, I mean, kind of. I have a couple of answers. Sadly, I, I'd love to just have one, but um, I don't know, man. A part of me would love to just kind of hit uh, the the card show circuit, you know, and have a booth with card art in it. Maybe half card art and half just kind of high end cards. Maybe some mid mid level stuff. And um, I, mean, I, I just I think there's a lot of money to be made that way and uh, a solid way to spread that, you know, the message. But I think if, it, if I had one primary thing to kind of be my bread and butter, I would love to have like a like a traveling show, kind of like what I'm trying to start with Pete and the, uh, the rest of RPS. And kind of, you know, like like I said earlier, is have a a live event with uh, half comedy, half hip hop, and then after that, like you know, actually like a three, three or three or more hour uh, trade show right after it, where you know maybe a handful of people could rent, you know, get a booth and just kind of turn it into like a very like a like a like a cool secluded card show with you know what between four hundred and like you know 800 people and have that be like a traveling thing uh because I, I do think um i mean trade trade events uh you know as you gentlemen know are just kind of popping up more and more and becoming more of a uh more of a factor in the hobby and i think that would just be a really cool combination of things to set it off and to really help the expansion of uh, you know, card art, uh, the expansion of um, hip hop related to the hobby, uh, all that stuff, man. I think that'd be a really cool way to 
uh, earn my keep. Yeah, That's and I dope. definitely, I definitely like a, like a definitely like a traveling kind of show. That kind that sounds awesome. I mean, it's it's definitely something I I would be interested in in like participating in and like you know being a part of. So it's like it's just hey, let's make it happen. You know, one day at a time. That's what it sounds. And plus, I also have a second answer to the question as well. I mean, eventually, I would want to teach. Uh, but that's kind of like a after everything is kind of said and done and and like you know I'm satisfied with it. Yeah, that uh, could be that, retirement, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be like a you know want to teach kids like kind of like you know like you don't like maybe not going to, to art school is, is is okay and you could still do it you know and and figure it out. But uh, that's down the line. But yeah, I'm I'm all aboard your your traveling circus of of craziness, Donnie, right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there'd be a handful of people that'd be on board. And yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just I, I do believe that's something that's actually, you know, kind of realistic. Like, I think that's like an actual goal of mine rather than like a far fetched uh, answer. So hopefully, sure. hopefully one day that that could be my thing, man. That'd be pretty cool. I'll be right next to you, man. I will. Yeah. Boy. And a and. Uh, I, you know, I would definitely want to obviously uh, incorporate uh, Pete and RPS in that. Um, basically, just kind of, I mean, potentially all three of us could headline it, man, and and we could do a live podcast. We could literally do a live podcast on stage and and, and do stuff like that, and just have a, 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 you know, have maybe have a little comedy, a little hip hop, and then have a trade event. We, we could do whatever. There really is a lot of. Uh, possibilities for that well i'm definitely in man i'm definitely in and i'll be wearing my rps gear what's up boy you still need a hoodie though pete and also i need to uh get you that nipsey hustle pin that i've got oh yeah facts we gotta put that together man we got you you know we got donnie maybe love. maybe donnie may be looking at uh a little kk custom rps hat coming soon Ooh. who knows who knows who knows he said, oh, maybe, maybe Vegas. What's up? Ooh, Damn. That'd be crazy. <laughs> coming up. So who knows? Yeah. Something may happen. Something may happen. Right on, man. Well, yeah. uh, I think, uh, I think, it, I think it's safe to say that we should, uh, you know, try to, for the, for the fans, definitely for the fans, you know, keep it, try to keep it more consistent. And we'll try to get an episode out at least bi-weekly. I think we could do that for y'all. Yeah, yes, that, that kind of makes sense to me, especially since uh, so much seems to happen in, in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, between all three of us that uh, it's definitely um, something we could we can continue to do and chop up every other week. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. Fucking boom, boom, man. Uh, I think it's been a real nice uh, catch-up session with y'all. You know, we got to release the ketchup. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's release the ketchup. You got yeah. something going there. Yeah. I need, hey, I need my boy Pat Mahomes to do well tonight. Let's see what's going on with football. Yeah, I think he might, man. Uh, but, yo, Pete, remember the uh, music in the beginning next time. You said oh, what yeah. happened? Uh, oh, remember when, when, I, when I send you the edited, uh, you can, put, you oh, can yeah, throw some music tracks in, in the front. Okay. Yep, bet. Gotcha. Sounds yeah. good, guys. All, All right, right. Uh, we're gonna have a good night. I'm out, guys. You guys have a good night too. Uh, boom. Yeah.